the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. It is a beautiful day, and here we have in studio with us the lovely Dina Arnett. Dinaology. Welcome once again. How's everything with you so far today? You know what? I had a little bit of a frustrating commute into the studio this morning, but we're here. A frustrating commute in Washington, D.C.? Come on. No, I know. Say it isn't so. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I left a few minutes later than I normally left, and I paid for it. But yeah. we're here, right? Well, when that happens, every single light's red. When you're leaving a little bit late and everybody's running slow in front of you. Yes, yes. You just described my morning commute. That that was perfect. <laughs> and then you try really, really hard to resist the urge to lay on the horn. I'm, I'm not much of a horn honker, but um, I, I did pass a couple of people Okay. Um, on, on the way. I, I will say that. Okay. We'll leave it at that for yes, right now. Yes, <laughs> So how is the day going? What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to do our normal market wrap-up for the week. We're going to talk about a couple of things that are that are upcoming, a couple of things in the works. And as promised, uh, the last time I was here, I said that my very next show would be devoted to the money mistakes that women make. Yes, women do make money mistakes, and so do men. Uh, yes, they do, but... As a woman, right. I am, am more keenly attuned to the mistakes that I and my fellow women are inclined to make. So I want to spend some time talking about that. So that I can eat today and the lovely cooking of my wife, I will say that I don't believe women make mistakes with anything with regards to money. They're, they're always perfect. That's what I'll say. Ahem, ahem. <laughs> That's what I'll say. And I'll stick to that for now. <laughs> Okay, you, you that's your story and you're sticking to it, right? Yes, ma'am. All righty, very good. So before we before we get into that, let's just recap the week in the market. The Dow was up a quarter percent for the week ended September 29th. That means the Dow is now up 13.3% for the year. The S&P was up two-thirds of a percent this week, brings the S&P up 12 and a half. And the NASDAQ was the big winner for the week. They were up a little over a percent, bringing the NASDAQ up 20 and two-thirds so far for 2017. Well, we just can't stop this economy right now. Well, you got the economy and you got the markets. And, and, and right now they're really one-to-one -one correlation. And, and, and right now they're both running in the same direction. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, we got some some 
pretty good economic news this week. We'll talk about some of that. Um, first of all, uh, Trump and the Republicans unveiled a tax reform plan this week. That would be this administration's first major legislative accomplishment. Not sure if they'll get that in under the wire this year, but their intention, if they pass it, is to make it retroactive to January 1. So that is something from a, from an economic standpoint to certainly keep an eye on. And as we get more details, we will update here and give some analysis, give some thought on that. Um, U.S. second quarter GDP actually got revised higher. Hmm. GDP is our gross domestic product, and that that is a, a government statistic that measures our output as, as a country. Higher GDP means a, a growing economy, lower GDP, decreasing GDP actually signals recession. And according to estimates released this week by the Bureau of Economic Analysis, the U.S. economy grew at a rate of 3.1 percent, not the 3 percent that they originally estimated. Doesn't sound like a big difference, but in terms of economic output, its material and the revision upward is a good sign that the economy is growing. What that could mean, it could mean that the Fed is more likely to raise mm -hmm. interest rates mm -hmm. when they meet again in December. They left things uh, uh, static this past week. Uh, they said they are, are keeping monetary policy on hold until inflation reaches that 2%, what they call core personal consumption expenditures target. Uh, that after this revision, the December rate hike looks a little more likely. Even if they do have that rate hike, what are your thoughts on this uh, upcoming potential tax cut legislation? Would that not also give the economy a boost, or isn't that the that's the idea? That that's the idea. So, anytime we have more money in consumers' hands, that has the potential of raising that GDP number. Mm -hmm. So, when when the the when Congress cuts tax rates, that puts more money in consumers' pockets. It gives them more opportunity to spend on whatever they wish. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it goes to necessities, and sometimes it goes to the extras. And in our economy, spending drives the economy. Two-thirds of our domestic output, two-thirds of our GDP, which I just talked about, mm -hmm is predicated on you and I going to Best Buy every Tuesday and buying the new movies <laughs> or buying the flat screen TVs or upgrading our cars. So when when we hear news that impacts consumer spending, my ears perk up because that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Economically, mm -hmm. it's a big deal. And the dominoes that tend to fall, uh, you know, we get a, a cut in taxes, consumer consumer discretionary income goes up, consumer spending goes up, GDP goes up. Guess what the next domino is? Uh, the economy total? The uh, Fed raises interest rates. Okay, yeah, of course. Because as GDP... They've got to offset gains, that. They do. As GDP gains more forward momentum, that can introduce inflation into the economy. Mm -hmm. And the Fed has a number of tools in their, in their toolbox to combat runaway inflation, raising interest rates is one of them. And Larry talked a little bit last week also about, about this particular subject and about uh, how uh, over time uh, they're going to have to taper off some of their other things that they have too, their bonds, and they're going to give some of that stuff back because they need to have those tools for the future. That's right. And, and that's, uh, that has been one of the 
uh, sort of scary things about the lengths to which the Fed had to go to stave off that 08 recession. Mm -hmm. They had to, uh, forgive the terminology, they had to print a boatload of money. Oh, yeah. Okay, we had to get a lot of money funneled into the economy to try and prop things up. And it didn't have the the predicted impact of this huge tsunami of of inflation. It's been a very slow plodding thing. I mean, it's 2017 We're we're what, nine years past the 08 recession. We haven't had the runaway inflation. So the Fed has been able to go slowly and pull back on some of that printed money in a very methodical way. If inflation takes off, they'll have to act a little more aggressively. So all rosy except a potential uh, raise in the interest rates. Well, and I don't think that's necessarily a non-rosy thing, because remember, if the Fed's raising rates, it's because the economy's growing and they're trying to keep this balance. And that's a good thing. Growing economy is a good thing. Mm -hmm. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Dina here in studio with us today. We're excited to have her here. We'd like to have you dial in and ask your questions. And here's the phone number, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. I'm preparing to be nice today because we're talking about uh, the mistakes that women make when it comes to spending and and, and, and listen, and these, are, these are self-reported mistakes. This isn't anyone except for other women saying, look, here's what I've done that I wish I had done differently. And I have to walk on eggshells and be careful today. So that's just That's right. If I throw something at you, hush up. <laughs> exactly. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. By the way, Larry's taking a little time off with family. He'll be, uh, he'll be back with us soon. And uh, I hope it's, des- it's well-deserved time off. So Absolutely. I'm glad he's taking a little time with his family. Be back again here in just a moment with more with Dina Ology and your phone calls at 855-767-3123. <laughs> You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise? Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Dina Ology in the house today. Talking about the... Mistakes that women make. Money mistakes remember, that women make. Oh, remember that they – see, I told you I wasn't supposed to speak when you start talking about this today. I knew I was going to mess it up. This is not a therapy show, so, okay? So here we go. Women never make mistakes of any kind. And now over to you, Dina. Thank um, you very much. <laughs> Woo. 
Let's get that foot out your throat, yes. there, buddy. Open mouth, switch feet. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? It, all joking aside, people will ask, Dina, why are you just talking about money and women? Why not talk about everybody and money? Well, women are a special sort of group when we start talking about some money statistics. Did you know that the average life expectancy for women is 81 years old? Hmm. For men, it's only 73. Yeah, I know they live longer. We do. Yeah. We do. And no commentary from either of you mm -hmm. on why. No. Um, but that's that's an eight-year difference in expected life expectancy. So More intelligent, eating better, a lot of those things. All of those things. Yeah. But that means that women are very, very likely to, if, if they've been in a marriage or a relationship where they let the other partner or spouse handle the money, there's a very high probability they're going to have to handle the money on their own at some point. Mm -hmm. So we, we need to address this. On top of that, the average age of widowhood, 55 years old. Oh, wow. 55 years old. Um, I actually saw that borne out in my own family. My mother was a widow at 55. Is that because of the age, the, the normal age difference between men and women when they're married? Not, not necessarily. Um, my mom and dad were about a year apart in age, so it wasn't the it wasn't a big age disparity. Um, there are lots of things that play into that. Sometimes, uh, you know, as as the case in my family, my father died of a heart attack, um, something completely unexpected, mm. but but it happened. And mom was fifty five years old. Mm. Um, yeah, my, same thing with my family. My dad died when I was twenty five, and my mom is still living. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, interesting. So, so we look at the likelihood that a woman's going to have to completely and solely manage her own money at some point in life, and I think it bears a conversation. Nearly half of women expect to retire at age 70 or older. 19% of women say they don't plan to retire at all. Sometimes that's because they tell me they really enjoy working, and sometimes they say, I don't think I can retire ever. Is that even possible to never retire? I guess it is if you own your own business, but how would you do that in the workforce? I mean, eventually... You got to move on. I I have no idea, but but this is part of the psyche of women and money. We look gotcha. at we look at the money. We look at 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 what we're doing, and sometimes we look at uh, at the at the reality that maybe we don't understand money and planning as well as we should. So possibly and feeling trapped, and you have to work. Is yes, the, is the absolutely. Idea. Gotcha. Women are more likely than men to be single parents. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I, I look at those handful of things all by themselves, and I think, yeah, we can devote a show to talking about oh, women yeah. and money. And if I can throw this in, the median earnings for all women are six thirty-eight a week. That's one hundred and fifty dollars a week less than a man. Mm -hmm. Well, that's so, that's a known fact. I mean, it's still an issue. It it is a known fact, and women spend roughly fifteen percent of their working years outside the workforce caring for children and elderly parents. So women have some special planning considerations. No disrespect to the men in my life. I love the men in my life, but we we have some special considerations that I think uh, that I think we should discuss today. Well, it's awesome that you're here to do it because if I did it, I would really be in trouble. So I'm glad you're here. I don't think you could pull this off. No, dude. I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. <laughs> percent But you can call in and ask questions or be a part of the show, and we'd love to have you do that. And our phone number here is eight five five seven six seven three one two three. That's eight five five Rose one two three. In eighty percent of the nation's households, women are the primary decision makers on the money. Did you know that? I did know that. I think because that's probably the same in your house, right? Uh, no, not in our house. Actually, no. no. Okay. All right. We we are pretty much uh, 
we, we make decisions partners? together. That's yeah. great. We have some rules around that, but we do make the decisions together. That's How about awesome. you? I would say we're absolutely partners on how the money gets spent. Yeah. You know, there's interesting things. I, I talk with lots of couples at the at the office, and they'll have a rule like, you know what, if you if you want to spend over $100, we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, go right ahead. Our rules are similar to that. Ours are, too. Ours are, too. Um, and sometimes there's a, a his checking account, a hers checking account, and a joint checking account. And then whatever he spends from his and whatever she spends from hers, no big deal, because you have a, a set budget going into that joint account. That's all good. It depends on how much money's coming in your cash flow, if you can do that. It does. It does. It does. So um, I, I want to focus on, on women and their money decision-making, and I want to talk about the 10 mistakes we tend to make. And I think the biggest reason we need to talk about this today, and this is the last statistic I'm going to throw your way, Fewer than two out of 10 women feel very prepared to make wise financial decisions. Half say they need some help, and a third feel they need a lot of help. And this was a, actually a study done by Prudential back uh, a few years ago. They called the study Financial Experience and Behaviors Among Women. So if my, my fellow women are feeling insecure about making money decisions, we're going to talk about some big mistakes that, that often get made, and we'll talk about ways to avoid that. That sounds fantastic, and we'll do that here in just a moment. Right now, we're going to take a real quick break, and hopefully you'll be able to give us a call with your questions about this topic or really anything to do with money. Our phone number is 855-767-3123, and our retirement and financial expert in studio is Dina Algie. So give us a ring, 855-767-3123. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. 571-490-7117. Troy Turo and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Dina Ology in the house today. Talking about uh, money mistakes that women make. Yes, yes we are. And, and uh, lest it sound like a chastising sort of topic, it is not. I'm calling attention to things that we do. Uh, lots of times unconsciously that can can sort of derail our financial success. Mm-hmm. And since 
since uh, women are more likely to be single parents, since women can become women can, be, can women can become women can become widows at an average age of fifty five. I think it's important that we that we address this today. Yeah, there's personalities when it comes to couples as well. When it comes to spending, and, and we talk a little bit about that, but I don't want to derail you too much. But I was just we were just talking before the break a little bit about that, and I was thinking about my wife and I and the situation we have. She's very good at saving and reminding me to save That's and awesome. reminding me to you know not overspend mm-hmm. and and we and I'm able to take that without getting angry and we we've, we've worked that out so mm-hmm. I've, that's that's one of the nice things about having a dual relationship with mine but Absolutely. if you're by yourself it's a different story and that's and that's really where I want to focus today I want to talk about women who have to manage their own money they don't have any help doing this it's 100% on them mm-hmm. and one of the biggest mistakes that we as women tend to make, and it's one of those unconscious things, we tend to put finances last on our list. We take care of the house. We take care of the kids. We take care of our job, our spouse, our partner, our parents, our friends, our coworkers, and we leave ourselves on the very, very back burner. Uh, We do so much, and we're so good at doing for others, but we forget to do for ourselves. And when we put our finances last, we miss out on opportunities to create that secure financial future for ourselves. So I would I would recommend to all my women in the audience today, be conscious about how you're spending your time. Make time to sit down and balance your checkbook. Make time to sit down and evaluate how your 401k or your thrift savings plan are doing. Are you saving enough money in those vehicles so that when you get older, there's enough money there to support you? Are you are you on track? Money is a is a great way and is really the only way I'm aware of to be financially independent. But we tend to put that on the back burner so much uh, until there's some sort of financial crisis. Then all of a sudden it has to be front and center. I think if we if we take some time, allocate some time on the regular to pay our bills, balance our checkbook and, and do all of those things that I that I listed off. When the crisis does come, and they do, you can't avoid them all, but when the crisis does come, you're a little more prepared to deal with it. Speaking of being prepared, maybe not just for the crisis itself, but having those nest eggs and some of those other things put away seems like it's vital in this discussion. Well, it absolutely is. And one thing that I can say for the women that I have worked with over the past 20 or so years, women are very, very conscious about the need to prepare for Their kids go into college. They're keenly aware of the need to have a rainy day fund. And those two things I see quite often are are at least on the front burner with most women. It's the other stuff that tends to fall by the wayside because life gets busy. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Hey, listen, if you'd like to dial in, let me give you a phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Dina Arnett is in studio with us, our financial and retirement expert, talking about Money mistakes that women make today. Yes. And in tying in with allowing that extra time to focus on money, the the second big mistake that a lot of women make is that they don't allocate the time to learn about money. They they uh, allow themselves to maintain uh, maintain a not a strong level of education when it comes to money. There are some basics we should all know, regardless of gender. We need to know the importance of having an emergency cash fund. We need to know the difference in the in the types of debt. There's good debt and bad debt. What your employee benefits are, that's a huge one. 
That's a huge one. I can't tell you how many times I sit down with someone and they tell me they have no idea whether they have disability coverage at work. They have no idea whether they have life insurance coverage or what their sick leave policies are. We need to know all of those things. We need to know the different types of insurances that you need to protect yourself and your family. And we need to understand how investing truly works. What are the different investment vehicles you can use? So many people out there, men and women alike, are investing in mutual funds but really don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a matter of setting aside some time, maybe taking some classes or reading some books, joining an investment club, but become financially literate. You may think you don't have the time or that investing is complicated and scary, Investing can be boiled down to its its very simple pieces. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be intimidating. And it doesn't have to be this whole all-consuming thing. Allocate a certain amount of time a week to increase that knowledge. So if I'm reading you correctly, what you're saying is that the mistake that women make, possibly, or a mistake, is not getting enough knowledge about how to be successful. Sure. It's very it's very easy, especially when you're single and handling everything all by yourself. It's very easy to say, I don't have time for that. You have tools to help them right there within your office to help people to get that education and to learn a little bit about that through a financial plan or through the financial planning toolkit. We absolutely do. One of the best ways to learn about your finances is to actually organize them. And the Financial Planning Toolkit is a a free kit that we send out to our listeners to help show you the things that should be organized and in what order they should be organized. That's a very nice springboard into a comprehensive financial plan. Now, the financial plan is also just for, for everybody. It's not just for women. But everyone should have that. They should have that in their uh, bag of tricks. We'll relax for something better to say with that. But you need to have that financial plan. It's the old saying, if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail, right? Right, right. Fail to plan, plan to fail. The financial plan is actually a wonderful financial roadmap for everyone. You don't have to have a million dollars to do a financial plan. In fact, the less you have, the more important a financial plan is. Uh, You've got to make the most of every single dollar. You've got to know where those dollars are best used for you and your family. The financial plan helps you do that. You've debunked one of the biggest myths that a lot of people think, I have to have money to be able to go see a financial planner. Absolutely not. Everyone deserves good financial planning. And by having some good financial plans in place, you will eventually have money. So there's just kind of it's that catch-22. You need to go and get started. That's right. And learn a little bit about That's that. That's right. And, and the neat thing at Rosenthal Wealth Management Group, when we meet with someone the first time, we don't charge them anything. We want them to come. We want them to get to know us a little bit. We'll understand their financial situation. And, and if we never, ever see them again, they'll leave with some ideas on ways to improve what they're currently doing. Larry talks a lot about the fact that you don't also charge for those phone calls that come in. You don't have to physically come into the office. You can get on the phone and call. That's right. With those questions. That's as right. Well. We we don't have the we don't have the the time uh, the stopwatch running when we talk with you. We want to know how we can help, and to the extent there are ways we can help, we're happy to do it. Donna, I guess you call St. Louis, Missouri, home. Uh, are you calling from there today? Welcome aboard. I am. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Good That's morning. awesome. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help? Yes, I'm single, never married, no children. I'm 47, and I'm interested in finding some um, resources and information so that I can um, be better prepared as I go forward. I took care of my parents who are deceased now, and I'm just trying to get some 
uh, more wisdom and resources so that I can move forward in life and just be a better uh, steward over my money. Um, I de definitely have my employee benefits and things of that nature, but I just wanted to um, just get some more information. Sure. Wow. I'm, I'm so impressed you're calling from St. Louis. I, I'm excited by that. Um, I will be happy to have a financial planning toolkit sent out to you to start organizing those finances. I've actually got a list of resources I can email out to you. Um, it's it's kind of long to go through on the air, but I'm happy to have that sent out to you if you don't mind giving us your email address. That would be awesome. Awesome. Are there any other questions I can answer for you today, Donna? Uh, at this point, no, I'm just definitely interested in investing and I just finding better ways of managing some of the money I've saved. Yes. Mm -hmm. Donna, thank you so much for the call today. And we'll put you on hold and have Bob get some more information. We'll get that information out to you uh, on what you've just requested. And it's just wonderful that there's a lot of people in Donna's vote and both. Just how do we get started? How That's we, right. Yeah. That's right. And, and you're exactly right. The toolkit is a great way to get started. The very first thing toward putting together that financial plan is just getting organized. It is, it's so easy when you go on with life and you're taking care of the house and the kids and the car and the job and, and trying to go to the gym and, and all the things that fill our lives these days. It's very easy to accumulate all this stuff but have no organization to it. How, how big is just getting that first step of just forgetting the procrastination and moving forward? I mean, that's a big mistake people make in financial planning is that procrastination. Procrastination is the killer of dreams. Yeah. It, it, it truly, truly is. And sometimes it's a matter of, for example, getting the toolkit and just starting on it, just starting the first page. The first page is just simply your name and address. Get a few blanks filled in. Come back to it the next day. Fill in a few more blanks. If, if you have to do baby steps, there's still steps forward. And it's okay to make mistakes. It is well, of okay it to is. make we mistakes. We all do. And, but it, you need to get started. If you don't get started, then your guilt is the mistake that you're making. You're going to feel bad about it, and you need to move forward. If you, can. you do. You do. The, and that leads into the next big mistake that, that women tend to make. They, they find themselves financially unprepared. They, and they get that way one of two ways. You either ignore your, your net worth and your spending and everything else in your finances, or you're suddenly faced with some unexpected life event. Uh, I, in either case, you, you end up finding yourself financially unprepared for whatever's right there in front of you. The things that you need to understand are your net worth. You need to understand that your net worth is adding up everything you own, your 401k plan, your thrift savings plan, the cash value in your life insurance, your savings account, your checking account. You add up all the things that you own, your equity in your home, and then you subtract out what you owe everybody else. Do you owe a mortgage? Do you owe a car payment? Do you owe uh, student loans? Do you owe credit cards? You take the, the total of everything that you own and you subtract out everything you owe, and it's a measure of your financial health at a point in time. The, the the name of the game, if you will, on this is not just to say, oh, well, my net worth today is $250,000. It's to say, okay, today at the end of September 2017, my net worth was $250,000. One quarter from now, my net worth is now $252,000. You want to see a trend. You want to track that because that gives you an indicator of how your financial health is progressing over time. You said something, I think, very interesting there, especially about the goals. 
you've got to have a goal to move up. And then when you reach that milestone, you've got to have another goal to move up just a little bit higher. Yes. Those yes. goals are really important. To, to be financially prepared for whatever drops in your lap, there's got to be this forward momentum. Mm-hmm. And so many times we're in a position where, you know what, I'm just moving day to day. I am, you know, I've got money coming in and it goes right back out because I've got to pay my bills and, and I don't have a lot left over. Um, that's where we need to get into what I'll call the micro issues. And, and the big micro issue there is budgeting. Are there dollars that could be redirected somewhere else that would do more for you? So those are some of the some of the conversations. Um, it is it's a big mistake not to have those conversations because you can wake up one day and things don't look quite the way you had hoped. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a matter again. I keep talking about getting organized. So much of of what I've mentioned today really really gravitates around this notion of having your finances organized. It goes back to luck favors the prepared. You've got to be prepared and, and uh, have some, some plans and not let life happen to you, but make life happen, I think is what you're saying here today. That's right. And, and to do that, you have to pay attention to your money. I, <laughs> I've had so many clients, again, male and female, who have come in with unopened bank statements, unopened 401k statements, and said, here's all my stuff. Oh, Here's all my stuff. I haven't looked at it in months. And and that's not paying attention to your money. It's to be financially literate and to be financially prepared. You have to review these things on a regular basis. Monthly is fine. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't even have to be every week. But set a schedule. Make this part of your routine. Uh, you, you need to review your monthly bank statement because guess what? Sometimes the banks make a mistake. Really? I know, I know. It's kind of like traffic in D.C. Who knew? See, I didn't think women make mistakes either. So, I mean, that's new to me. I didn't know they did that. You need to stop with that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely true. You you need to look at your mortgage statements because, again, sometimes there's a mistake. Sometimes it's your mistake. Sometimes it's the bank mistake. But you want to catch those things. You, want you to can't l- catch them if you're not paying attention. That's right. That's exactly right. Mm. 855-767-3123. Excellent conversation today. 855-ROSE-123. We'd love to have you to be a part of this. Just give us a call and you can uh, ask Dana any questions. She is our financial and retirement expert here in studio, taking your calls here today. One last thing on, on paying attention to your money. Take time to review your tax returns. And take time to review your Social Security statement. You can they just started doing that again. They, they stopped for a while, didn't they? Well, what the Social Security Administration has done is, is made the Social Security statements available on the web. Uh. So you can go to ssa.gov. And if you've never signed up to get your information online, there's a little button at the bottom of the page where you can register online to see your Social Security statement. It's It's... Filled with all sorts of security measures, it's going to list off, for example, you once lived at one of these addresses, and it's Mm. some obscure address that perhaps you lived at for two years when you were 21 years old. Just got to remember it. You just have to remember it. So it's it's very secure. You can even get a little uh, thing on your phone, uh, um, a code, if you will. You're the security guy. I don't know what they're called. But they'll send you a notification that says, hey, somebody's logging into your Social Security statement. If it's you, use mm-hmm. this code. It's called dual-factor authentication if you want to get real technical. But yeah, that's There you go. 
There's the there's the tech dude. Yeah. But um, what you can do is pull these social security statements down, and the thing that I always look at on mine is that my wages are accurately reported. Because if your wages are inaccurately reported, that's going to affect your Social Security benefit when you're retired. I found an enormous mistake in the reporting of my wages just a few years ago. Mm. It, it was off by a few decimals. And what does that mean if they do make the mistake? Does it mean that you won't get as much money at the end of at that high rate when you retire? Or what does that actually mean? Well, if they have underreported your income, it simply means that your Social Security benefit won't be as high as it should. Mm-hmm. Because the Social Security Administration is looking at 35 years worth of earnings. You want every dollar that you have earned and for which you have paid Social Security taxes to be accounted for in there. Because you want to get everything you're entitled to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they've overreported it, heaven forbid, you could be receiving too much of a benefit in your retirement years, and Social Security eventually catches it. And guess what? You got to do some back pay. You got to pay it back. That's. I not, don't like either of those circumstances. No, no, thank you. Mac is calling us uh, from somewhere in Virginia. Mac, thanks for uh, calling. What's your question here today for Dina? Well, I have a situation. I was employed with the company for a long time. It's an employee-owned company, and. Um, I have, uh, I'm, six, I'm almost 60, 59. Um, I could take 25% of the, um, of the amount, um, you know, prior to um, my retirement age, but I don't really know. Do you know anything about an ESOP? Uh, I know a little bit, yes. So there, so you're no longer working with the company, or you That's are correct. Okay. I'm no longer with. Yes. And they're telling you that you can take 25% of your ESOP now, or wait until you are. A full retirement age? I could, t- yeah, I could take a portion of up to twenty-five percent until my retirement age at sixty-five. So I just didn't. I, there's no way of um, diversifying it, and a lot of people had suggested that just you know move it somewhere else, but that's not um, real. I can't. It, it's not even. Um, I'm not even able to do that. So right, it has to stay put until you satisfy all the the rules. Are you fully vested in your ESOP? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. So with an ESOP, when you retire, become disabled or die, they they begin distributing uh, plan benefits unless you have an exception. If you've if you've terminated for reasons other than retirement, disability or death, your ESOP benefits can be delayed. So I I don't know what your particular situation is. That was the case. Okay. um, Right. Okay. So. um, it sounds like you're going to be penalized if you try to take it early. Uh, exactly. What, what I would. Of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. So your choices are pretty simple. You you take the penalized amount, or you you hold off. Are you in a position right now where you need the income? Um. No. Not. Uh. You know. It's not. Um. Um. Imperative that I do something like that. But I'm just kind of letting it ride out. Um. And just hopefully that the stock will increase. Right. Um, so, times, you know, like Enron and WorldCom and Tyco, um, some of those uh, companies did do very well, as you know, it was seen, you know, after 40 years with the company and they people had nine hundred thousand dollars worth of Enron stocks. And, they and it was worthless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I completely understand your concern there. Tell you what, uh, we're going to put you on hold. Bob's going to get your contact information. I'd like to talk with you about this offline and see God if there's some. You. Thank you, Dina. Yeah, okay, you're, you're most welcome. We'll see if there's some other ways I can help. 
Okay, have a great day that the Lord has made. Thank you so God much. God bless you, Mac. Take care. He does every day. <laughs> awesome. Furnace, so. <laughs> Thanks, awesome. Mac. Appreciate you calling today. Arnita's calling us from Bowie. Welcome aboard. Arnita, what's your question for Dina? Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Arnita. Hello, Deanology. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What can I do for you today? Um, you mentioned taking the time to review your tax returns. Tell me the importance of that. So um, when you don't have to be a, a tax expert, but you should never sign a tax return you've never read. So it's important to go through, for example, on the first page and make sure that your income is accurately reported. Make sure that if you've taken deductions, that those are accurately reported. The IRS is about two years behind catching errors on tax returns. So it's it really behooves you to look at your tax return before you send it in. Look for any big errors that could be there because you could be like a lot of folks two years past and getting a notification from the IRS, hey, you didn't report this and you owe taxes on it. That's a real shocker after you filed your taxes and heard nothing for two years. So I'm, I'm not suggesting being a, a tax expert, but look at your tax return reasonably. There's tons of financial data in there that you can verify before you send it in. Okay. And, and if, you know, when, whenever I sit down to talk with you, uh, would you be – are you all doing tax returns or you can just kind of like give you, give us recommendations before we uh, file it? We do not do tax returns. I think God gives extra blessings to those who do. <laughs> yes, okay, indeed. thank you. I, uh, but I know enough to look at a tax return. And if you've got your documentation, I can see if something's off. I'm just I'm That's not I'm not I a tax okay. preparer. One thing I can say, and lots of people miss this on their tax returns, if you have taken money out of an IRA or other retirement plan, you're going to get a tax document called a 1099-R. If there is a number listed in the box that says taxable amount, that has to go on your tax return. If you have a non-retirement account, like a brokerage account at E-Trade, where you own some individual stocks or some mutual funds, chances are high that you're going to get a Form 1099 for dividends and possibly interest or capital gains that were paid throughout the course of the year. I always have a handful of clients every single year who say, oh, I forgot to put that on my tax return. The IRS will catch it, and two years down the road, you're going to get a notification from them that says, hey, you still owe some tax money. And it's really hard to go back and recreate two years after the fact. So it bears an extra look. It bears a, a close look comparing numbers to documents that you've received. Again, even if you have someone else preparing your taxes, they're human as well, and they can make a mistake. Thanks, Arnie. The real person. Appreciate Thank the you. phone call today. Thanks for calling us. If you'd like to dial in, the phone number is 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. We'll take a quick break here and be back with more of your phone calls and more with the analogy and for Larry Rosenthal here this morning. 855-767-3123. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. 
Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations, NMLS number 5618 and 99665. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. If you'd like to dial in today to the program, the phone number is 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. I love the phone calls. I thank you all so much for calling in. I am going to zoom through in in rapid speed my last few points because we're coming up on the end of the show already. Speedology. Uh, speedology right here. Um, so another mistake that women tend to make is saving instead of investing. Now, let me tell you what I mean by this. There's a big difference. Savings usually means sticking money in the bank. In a savings account, a money market, maybe a CD, and there's a place for that. When you are saving at the bank, you're building your cash reserve. That's zero risk money and right now very close to zero return money. Investing means taking money and putting it into something that will compound over time. It will introduce some diversification and yes, you're going to take some risk on the money, but that increases your potential reward when you are able to invest, even if it's just through your TSP or your 401k or your 403b, you open up a far greater likelihood that that money will grow over time and be able to outpace taxes and inflation when you need it to. Mm -hmm. So big difference between saving and investing. Know the difference between the two and make sure that you've got dollars allocated toward investing. There's the risk analysis in there, too, that needs to kind of be talked about, right, when it comes to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll make this offer for anyone listening today. If you have an investment portfolio and you're not sure about the risk that you're taking, I'm happy to do a complimentary risk analysis for you. I think it is very important to understand how much risk you're taking. The market has been fantastic for the past 12 months or so. We've gotten returns, uh, double-digit returns in just about every corner. At some point, the market will turn. And if you have more risk in your portfolio than is present currently in the market, you stand to lose more than the market when the market does take that downward turn. It won't go up forever. We will eventually have a correction, and you want to make sure that you understand the risk level so that you're prepared. Isn't that one of the biggest reasons women don't uh, invest because they're scared? Women, as, as a group, we tend to be very risk-averse. I fall into that group myself. I am fairly risk-averse, even considering what I do for a living. I don't want to take more risk than I have to, and most women feel that same way. Mm -hmm. So it's even more important to quantify that risk, understand it, 
and make a decision whether it's too much, not enough, or just right. Mm-hmm. And it's not a judgment any, either way. It's just No, not yeah. at all. Um, once you understand how risk works and how it impacts your, your current portfolio and your future financial planning, that gives you the tool to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. The next thing I'm going to, to point out, and, and again, I'm, I'm talking to women today, but this could apply to anyone. Not having investments in your name or properly titled joint assets. With roughly half of all marriages ending in divorce, this is a huge, huge uh, uh, mistake if it's not looked at, if it's not addressed. I am not advocating divorce. I am just simply stating the fact. Half of marriages end in divorce, and most times women are the ones who are financially devastated by that divorce. Well, even if it's the death, it could also be a death. It doesn't necessarily have to be a divorce. Correct, correct. Understanding the titling of the investments is a big, big deal. If they are not titled appropriately and you have a divorce or you have a death, that can cause you problems that are very, very hard to undo. And that means not only the titling of assets while you're alive and while you own them, but it also means having the correct beneficiary designations on things like your life insurance or your retirement plan through work. And they're so easy to change. They are. But it, it's not easy to change after the fact because it's too late. No, so, no. Yeah. And and one of the biggest mistakes we tend to make is not seeking financial advice. We I, I've had people tell me I'm I'm so embarrassed to show you this set of circumstances that I have. Don't be embarrassed. Be proud that you have taken the initiative to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, these are my circumstances today, and this is how I'm going to move forward. I'm going to enlist some help, uh, hopefully with a certified financial planner professional, and I'm going to move forward and improve my circumstances. How do you view someone like that who comes into your office and says, I've got a lot of mistakes here. I've really messed up. I need your help. How do you view somebody like that? I tell her, first of all, she's not in the presence of someone who's never made money mistakes Mm -hmm. because I've made plenty of my own. Uh, Depending on the circumstance, I might divulge one or two of them Mm -hmm. just just to show, hey, you're not alone. I will make sure they know our conversation's absolutely private. Nobody has to know what we talk about here. And then the biggest thing is there's nothing you've done here that we can't recover from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't care where you've come from. I don't care what mistakes you've made. We can fix it. You have to make that step to move forward and get the help and meet with someone who can do a a reasonable, objective analysis of your financial situation and give you a reasonable game plan for moving forward. Mm -hmm. There's no judgment here. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense with Enology in the house for us today. A few minutes left here in the program. If you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Well, while we wrap up, I just want to recap the things that I've talked about today. And I'm talking mostly to the women listeners out there because we have some special needs when it comes to money. We, we on average, we're widows at 55 years old. We're more likely to be single moms. Uh, marriages, uh, half of all marriages end in divorce. There, there are so many circumstances under which we find ourselves the sole provider, the, the sole worker of the finances. So it's important to take a look at the things that we can do better. The number one thing, don't put your finances last on your list. Allocate time weekly, monthly to to have a real conversation with yourself 
about where your finances lie. That means looking at your bank statements, your 401k statements, your kids' college savings statements, and your budget. Look at all of those things. Find the areas where you can improve. Become financially literate. Find, be real about where you are right now. Be real about what you know and what you understand and what you don't. You need to understand the importance of an emergency cash fund, the difference in the good and bad debt, what your employee benefits are, the different types of insurances for your family, and the difference between investing and saving. That will help you become financially prepared. You want to look at the way that your, your various assets are titled. You want to get some financial help when it's necessary. You want to speak with an expert. You want to speak with someone who can help you take that next step and make good plans. And one thing I did not say yet, and, I, and I'll kind of wrap up with this, don't overanalyze your decisions. We talk about paralysis by analysis. Don't overthink it. Get your ducks in a row. Get yourself financially organized. Meet with a certified financial planner professional and map out your game plan. The mistakes of the past do not have to continue into the future. I took this course the other day, and one of the things they tell you to do before you go to sleep every night is say, do it now, do it now, do it now, at least 25 <laughs> times. We say it 25 times at night and 25 times in the morning. Apparently, it gets in your head. It's not working for me yet, but I'm working on it. And I think that's a wise thing is do it now. That's right. Don't Procrastination wait. is the killer of dreams. Procrastination, it's wasting time you'll never get back. And in some cases, it's wasting money you'll never get back. Putting, putting a financial plan in place, putting an investment plan in place is something that needs to happen now. You don't want to look back on this when you've had some sort of financial occurrence and say, oh, I woulda, shoulda, coulda. And you can always call Rosenthal Wealth. But whoever you call, call somebody and get started today. That's right. And you can call the Rosenthal Wealth during the week at this phone number, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. You can call and get started in various different ways, and they are? You can request a financial planning toolkit. We'll send that out. That is your springboard to getting your finances organized. Once you have your finances organized using that toolkit, you can actually request either a phone call or a face-to-face -face meeting with the Rosenthal Wealth Management Group Financial Advisor. There are three of us there who'd be happy to sit down and help you develop your comprehensive financial plan. And that's really the name of the game is getting that plan. That's your track to run on. That is your hit list for accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish from a financial perspective. What does that meeting look like when you come in for that first time? Well, you know, you, you come in, we, we look at your financial data, uh, ask a lot of questions. I, I, I would suggest that when you come in for this meeting that you're, you're comfortable enough to answer some pretty personal financial questions. Mm -hmm. Be ready for that. Yes, absolutely. It is all personal uh, to you. It's private. We're not discussing your business with anyone else. And from there, we talk about ways that you can improve what you're doing. If the situation warrants, for example, a debt repayment plan, we help you come up with that. If the situation warrants a risk analysis on your portfolio, if you've noticed some things not working quite right, we do that. But you will end that meeting with some steps that you can use to better your situation. And ultimately, if you decide you want to do a financial plan, we will embark on that as well. Thanks for being here today. It's always so fun to hang out with you. It is. And remember that you can get any of the material we talked about today from the office by dialing this number, 855-767-3123 at any time. 
And also, this will be broadcast again through a podcast available on the website, LarryRosenthal.com, here shortly as well. Thanks for listening today, and thanks for joining us for another edition of the program. You can call us again at any time. Again, that number, 855-767-3123. For Bob in the back and Dinaology, my name is Chris McKay. You have a great week. We'll talk to you again next time on another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.